It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Guys Guys Radio. We're here on KCAA in Southern California, 102.3, 106.5 FM, 1050 AM, every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to do a little bit of a out-of-body experience, a little parallel reality, a little exploring of new worlds. We've got William Bullman here today. He has been teaching seminars in outer-body experiences for over 25 years, and he's been studying the kind of metaphysical world and different dimensions for about 40 years. I saw him on Gaia, the cable network, being interviewed on one of their shows, and I thought, this guy is really fantastic. He's very, very interesting. And I thought bringing him on the show and having him talk about some of the things that in day-to-day conversations when we're going through our regular lives that we don't touch on this stuff, but it's there, it's tangible, and there's a lot of things that we can tap into that we don't tap into. So here on Guys Guys Radio, what your Guys Guy Robert Manny does is I bring out guests who have a different point of view or may have new information for you to consider. So I've got William Bowman here today. He's written a couple of books. In fact, he's written a whole bunch of books, but we're going to talk about two in particular today. One is called Higher Self Now, Accelerating Your Spiritual Evolution. It's got uh, half the book is about kind of reaching your higher self, which is that that kind of better version of you that's not um, grounded, if you will, in the three-dimensional world that we're in now. The part of you that's not kind of stuffed into your body, if you will. And uh, it's an area and something we can tap into, but we don't tap into enough. So he's going to help us out with that. The second half of that book actually deals with, um, with death and crossing over. And uh, William believes that we are multidimensional beings and it's very easy to cross over and it's not a problem. And uh, it is important, though, what you believe because... A lot of times what you believe is what you're going to get on the other side. So if you think you're going to be six feet under, you may end up just six feet under. But if you think your soul's going to uh, evolve and emerge and you'll be everywhere instantaneously wherever you want to be, then that could be your reality also. So things to chew on, things to think about. His other book is called Adventures Beyond the Body, How to Experience Out-of-Body Travel. And he's been teaching these guided uh, courses at the Monroe Institute in Virginia for over 25 years. Uh, just amazing. He has got, I think it's like a six, five or six day seminar where people go into a chamber and William kind of guides them through their outer body experiences. When I was watching him on Gaia, he mentioned at the end of the show, I was so fascinated by what he was talking about and how you could have these kind of multidimensional experiences. He said, if you want to start doing that and have a more lucid kind of uh, dream and have a more uh, fun, if you will, when you're sleeping, you do an imagery of, and he could talk to us about it, but I remember hearing him tell us that you imagine that you're either etching on a stone or carving on a rock, whatever. I want an OBE, out-of-body experience now. And then you kind of lay there and you relax and then you fall asleep. Well, I did that. And I'm not saying everybody at home should be doing that, but I did it. And I have been having incredibly lucid dreams ever since. And it's been a lot of fun. And, um, you know, you got to put your strap, your seatbelt on, fasten it. 
but I'm exploring and my dreams are a lot more vivid. It's pretty cool stuff. So William's the expert, though. He's going to take us through all of that here on Guys Guys Radio. I hope everybody's been having a great summer. We're getting into fall now. As I've mentioned many times, I am making the transition from New York City to Southern California. And the good news is I'm on my way. I should be out full-time in Southern California by the end of September, and I can't wait. I've loved New York City. I'm getting a little melancholy about it now because now I'm seeing the reality is, yes, I'm going to pick up, and my family and I, we're going to leave. And it's been part of my life and kind of the home base for my career for many years. And uh, I've loved it in in a number of different ways. But, you know, you have to take some chances. You have to do some things. You have to move around. So we're headed to Southern California, closer to my KCAA audience. And I can't wait to to uh, get there. And I hope I can meet some uh, folks out there. And uh, we're going to have a great time. So Guys Guys Radio, KCAA, Robert Manny. We have William Bullman, the author of Adventures Beyond the Body, uh, teaches and conducts workshops at the Monroe Institute on the exploration of consciousness, afterlife, and a profound spiritual awakening. He, all, he has many books. Um, the book I went through and we're going to talk about a lot today is called Higher Self Now, Accelerating Your Spiritual Evolution, and it, it gets into uh, exactly that, and then there's a big section on kind of end of life and afterlife, and I thought that would be really uh, interesting for uh, you listeners out there, and again, on Guys Guys Radio, we bring all different types of guests on the show who have some information to share, maybe about things you haven't thought too much about, and then, but you maybe have some a uh, little bit of an interest in, and you can say, hey, that's something I'd really like to learn more about, so that's what we're doing here on Guys Guys Radio, and I will always try my very best to ask the questions that I think you might ask as a listener. So thanks for being here. Uh, William Bowman, Higher Self Now, how are you? Very good. Now, I saw William on uh, uh, Gaia. I think he was being interviewed by George Norrie of uh, Coast to Coast fame, and uh, he has Beyond Belief on Gaia, and uh, I love the show. And uh, I thought you were so fascinating. You were talking about outer body experiences and all kinds of stuff, and I know you do some work at the Moreau Institute. And one of the things you said on the show was that if you want to have an outer body experience, and we'll get into all of that, but just visualize uh, writing, etching, before you go to sleep, etching on a stone, O-B-E, now. And I did that, and that was about six weeks ago. And I have been tripping the light fantastic while I'm asleep every night, even when I say, you know what, tonight I just want to sleep. So let's start with what is an outer body experience and, and that actual process. Why is that so powerful? What that little instructions you gave out work so well? Well, an outer body experience is essentially this, the temporary separation of consciousness from the body. Now, what I teach is a self-initiated out-of-body experience is using different kinds of techniques. Uh, and uh, that it's, it's powerful because you prove to yourself that you exist beyond your body. You, it's an, a mind-expanding experience because suddenly you experience yourself and you go beyond all the beliefs. You actually experience your con- your full conscious awareness separate from your body. So you recognize that you are more than your body. And that's a big step for many people. Mm-hmm. Now, um, 
just for one piece of practical advice from me, is there a way, and then we'll get into higher self now, is there a way I can shut it off when I want to, or am I going to be out there tripping it like every night while I'm asleep? The dreams are great, but it's like, whoa, I'm really going places. <laughs> uh, I guess that would be, apparently you're ready to have some experiences. I certainly would not even suggest uh, trying to rein it in. Okay. Um, I think you have to learn to control it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's that's another thing that I feel is really important. It's a natural process, and it's a natural ability we all share. Mm-hmm. And when you begin to become conscious during that one-third of your life that you normally aren't, you begin to have opportunities to really grow and expand your awareness and to learn things that uh, are really important to our uh, evolutionary cycle. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I, uh, having read all the Carlos Castaneda books, I remember he used to say that Don Juan, his teacher, taught him that, you know, if you can, uh, if you want to get more involved in your dreams, if you will, you see, concentrate like on your hands or something. And if you can start to do that, and you, then you realize you're in a dream state, and then you can start to uh, manage the situation. It's, it's not easy, William. No, it's not. It's not easy. It takes, that's why I do a six-day workshop training people how to... Mm-hmm. Uh, control these different kinds of experiences because there's levels of consciousness and levels in, of dimensions that we're dealing with and we're multi-dimensional beings in each dimensional space we have different abilities so yeah. yeah there is there is a learning curve here mm-hmm. okay um i just jumped way past what we were originally going to talk about and that's my fault but i was so excited about what i've been experiencing since watching you on guy that i had to I had to bring that up. So let's put the out-of-body experiences a little bit to the side and get into this book, Higher Self Now. Um, what, what is, how do you define the higher self? I take a, uh, William, I take a spiritual enfoldment class with a woman by the name of Jeanette Meek. She works closely with uh, Paul Selig, the channel. Uh, they're good friends. And I've been taking her class for a couple of years. Uh, it's uh, once a week. And, and ba- basically, uh, she has kind of taught us to um, get in touch with our, what she calls the keeper of the threshold. As, as a, and our team that works with us. And then, then there's the uh, higher self, if you will. Do you, do you have those same types of definitions and differentiations between the other aspects of, of ourselves? Well, there's many different... Uh, I use the term higher self, and, and according to what I feel, it's a general term meaning the highest aspect of yourself that you can experience. But what I'm referring to is beyond the mind, beyond the ego. Got it. And I think that's very important. In other words, we're not talking about higher mind. Many people talk about that. Mm -hmm. I found out from my experiences that we can go beyond um, even the mind. It's just pure beingness. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm referring to. Okay. So the the keeper of the threshold, I know you don't write about this, would basically be more like your gardening angel or your doorkeeper and he would kind of work with your team and then draw in ascend if you're open to this ascended masters or entities who could help you out and also screen out things that aren't good for you and your higher self is a separate thing because that's the uh, most elevated aspect of yourself spiritually is that yes okay yes your higher self and i i'm familiar with the term keeper of the threshold many people Mm -hmm. perceive it different ways Mm -hmm. many people perceive it like as a uh, helper guide Okay. Um, okay. That's that's. Let's just say acting to assist you in your different levels of exploration of self. Got it. 
Now, William, uh, I know you wrote this book with uh, your wife, Susan. Um, what, uh, for yourself and her, how did you come about getting involved in the metaphysical, spiritual area? Was it as a child? Did something happen that triggered this? What was, what's your story? Well, I, had, uh, I was not a believer in any of this. Uh, I was in college with uh, a close friend of mine and I were going to the same college. And he had a spontaneous out-of-body experience. I had no, no contact at all. I didn't believe any of this. And I was an agnostic or an atheist, basically, mm-hmm. up to the age of 21. And uh, at that point, my friend had, an, had a spontaneous out-of-body experience, and it was life-changing for him. And he, uh, to cut to the chase, he, it changed him. And I wanted to have the same. I wanted to have this experience myself. And I quickly discovered that there were books and techniques available, took some searching. Nowadays, they're readily available and that you can self-initiate the experience. I wanted to be able to prove it to myself that this is real, that I could extend my consciousness beyond my body. And for me, I did it on the 24th day. It took perseverance. Mm -hmm. It takes daily practice. But everybody's different. But for me, it took 24 days of doing about a half an hour technique a day as I'm falling asleep. And And that on the 24th day, I had a profound out-of-body experience that was mind-blowing. And it opened me up. It it showed me that I I exist beyond my body and that other people. I also actually met someone that was non-physical. And so I quickly learned that there was other beings that existed in a different dimensional space. And it, it just it just totally changed my life because I, then I wanted to learn everything I could about it. Mm-hmm. And I became, at the time, pretty obsessed with practicing and learning as much as I could through, through experience, not through books, but through personal experience. Now, when you're uh, involved in this type of work, uh, and for our listeners, are there any precautions that people need to take in terms of uh, grounding or protection, because uh, you know I, I, I've been told different things. Uh, one being like you got to go be careful if you go astral traveling because you you know if the cord breaks you, you know you might not get back. So you, you can't just it's not it's not something to play with. It's something that's it's about consciousness. It's a good thing, and it's manageable. But you you can't be frivolous about it. Well, I agree. It's um, it's but you were also immortal. I found I found that. The cord cannot break, by the way. I know that's a common okay. uh, thought that's out there. There's a lot of fear-based things that are out there. Uh, look, I've been having experiences for 45 years. Um, I've had, uh, God knows, I have way more than 1,000 uh, beyond anything I can remember. And I've never had what I would perceive. I've had strange experiences and shocking experiences, like meeting dead loved ones. Mm-hmm. which is mind-blowing. I mean, I'm talking face-to-face. Face-to-face, you're meeting your, your mother who died years mm-hmm. ago, that kind of thing. But I have personally never had a negative experience. I have, I've had uh, shocking experiences. Now, I think the key is your intention. I found that like attracts like. Mm-hmm. If you enter this kind of exploration, and here's the bottom line, with a spiritual intent, with an or let's just say, a positive exploration of your true self intent um, that you like attracts like in non-physical realities. 
negative beings, which do exist, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say they don't, but they, they're not attracted to people that are or on a positive trajectory and positive intent. You follow me? If you are, it's yeah. like, if you have a spiritual mindset, you're going to attract others that are of the same mindset mm-hmm. because that's the way the universe is, is run, okay. essentially. Like attracts like from a consciousness standpoint. Okay. What I, what I found, William, and this is just my own personal, you know, grandmother research, is that as I've do, continued to do the work and be mindful about it, and it takes years, and the spiritual path, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's not necessarily an easy one, but it, and it takes a while. But I notice that some people freak out when they're around me, and other people come closer to me. I'm attracting people. Somebody will smile at me on the street, which would not have happened in the past. And, and, but other people will like have a, you know, a very uh, uh, different type of reaction. They get upset. Um, is that just what's going on in uh, the, the whole... Is that a microcosm of what's going on on the planet now, that there's a lot of people who are becoming more and more conscious of consciousness, if you will, and that there's a separation going on between the people who are kind of moving in that direction and other people who are not, not aware of it or not really that interested in it, in it and they're, they're, based, they're in that fear-based kind of uh, Xerox machine of each day uh, you know, is the same as the last day, and they're scrambling, and it's understandable in, in a way. But we all know that there's more to life than just that. Yes, definitely there's a vibrational change. That's the way I have found it to manifest. When you begin your own spiritual path, no matter how, no matter what path you're taking, no matter if it's yoga or self-initiated out-of-body experiences or whatever, you're raising your vibrational rate and people feel that. They don't even know why they're responding to it, but they're responding to the shift in the vibration. And it's, again, it's a like attracts like or or differences repel mm-hmm. and yeah the people that are on a spiritual path i mean i'm talking about a true spiritual path where you're self-evolving not mm-hmm. just a right. bunch of beliefs right i don't consider that a spiritual path mm-hmm. just buying into a bunch of man-made beliefs right but when you're working on yourself and having inner experiences your your vibrations are definitely shifting and that's felt by those around you and they respond accordingly mm-hmm. now william do you just for yourself, if you don't mind my asking, do you, uh, what is your connection and description of kind of spirit, if you will, uh, since you've started doing this work? Are you a spiritual type of guy? I don't want to say religious because, you know, organized religions has a whole different cup of tea. But um, how, would you, uh, how would you describe your relationship with spirit and has it evolved uh, over time? Oh, my entire perception uh, has totally been completely changed and evolved over my 45 years. I, I look at the universe now. I not, not only look at it, but I know the universe that I dwell within. Number one, I know that we are all mortal and we no one really dies. We just shift into another vibrational space. I know this. Mm-hmm. I also know it's a multidimensional universe and that the, the concept of spiritual body, mind, and spirit is actually a kind of um, very limited perception of what we're actually involved in. We're, we're, we're in the multidimensional universe. And I, I consider myself a spiritual being because I want to experience my true self. I strongly feel that that's the key to everything, is to go beyond 
all of the constructs created by man, mm-hmm. all of the beliefs created by man. I, I'm not a member of any religion. I'm not a member of any organization. I believe strongly. I know that the key is to have our own inner experiences until we reach a point where we can experience our true self beyond the ego mind, mm-hmm. beyond um, any concept of form. When you maintain, when I maintain an out-of-body experience for any length of time, my body, as I, we perceive it, the humanoid form, begins mm-hmm. to dissolve away. And I rapidly, not only myself, but I've done surveys with over 17,000 people. And people experience themselves in a whole different light. Your biological, or your in, we think of ourselves as humans, as humanoids, bipedal animals, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not what we are at all. This is a vehicle. We've, what I find myself is more like, for lack of a better word, a perception, like a pinpoint or globe of consciousness with 360 degree perception. That's how I perceive myself. So it's, it's revolutionary. It, it changes your entire self-perception. It alters you in ways that are almost impossible to explain. And you definitely look at yourself and the world around you in a different, different way. How about, William, how about the, whole, the, the when I mentioned spirit, how about like with a capital S, a God, if you will? Do you, has your uh, interpretation or relationship with uh, spirit slash God slash, you know, universal consciousness, has that changed? And your definition of that and your relationship with that, has that changed over time? Uh, It has changed, certainly from the beginning in the 70s when I began having these experiences. I look at, um, I try not to put a label on it, number Mm -hmm. one, but uh, it's it's like an all and power, it's it's a powerful force Mm -hmm. is how I perceive it. That's beyond my conception that you experience. Um, it's, and it's difficult to describe that because it doesn't have form. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't have any of the attributes of things that we can identify. But it it's exists. And it's obviously, I think we are evolving into that where mm-hmm. we become mm-hmm. knowledgeable of what we truly are in our evolutionary cycle. Do you think, William, then, that uh, God, if you will, and I think Neil Donald Walsh says this, God experiences him or herself through us? Yes, I would say that's very true. Okay. Because it is, we are a part of it. it. Whatever it is, we are all parts of it. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I think that's very, that's very well said in that regard. Okay. But I also know from having my experience is that the universe is a multidimensional continuum and the physical world that we think is the center of the universe is actually the thin outer crust of the universe. And when you have an out of body experience, the terms are actually very poor. We're actually shifting our consciousness inward into a less dense aspect of ourselves. Got it. And in doing so, then we have the feeling of exteriorization that people call an out-of-body experience. But what we're actually doing is moving inward within ourselves. Okay. And this applies also to near-death experiences. Same exact occurrence is happening. People are shifting consciousness inward. 
their biological body is dead for a couple minutes mm-hmm. and they experience that other multidimensional aspect of themselves for a brief period of time. The beauty of an OBE, self-initiated, is that it's repeatable, which is Mm -hmm. very important, and you can begin with training to control it and actually explore the non-physical dimensions. This is incredibly important and exciting. This is really, for, for lack of a better word, it's immensely exciting beyond my words. It's, well, you feel like you're Christopher Columbus and mm-hmm. Leif Erikson and all. I mean, you, you become an explorer well, of these other realms. And, gotta, go ahead. And that's I'm what's sorry. exciting. I got to tell you, when I watched John Gaia and you were talking about that, I'm like, I'm taking his course. And it's a six, maybe just let's take a little sidebar for a second. You teach a six-day immersive course where you're kind of coaching the person through their outer body experience at the Monroe Institute. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so how, did, how does that work? Tell us about the course. How does the course work? Well, it's, it's called OBE Intensive, um, and it's very intense. At the Monroe Institute, is very unique. It's in Virginia. Every person, only 24 people can attend, and everyone goes into their own isolation chamber that we call a check unit. Mm-hmm. And I speak to you through headphones. And first I tell you about the technique, and we do techniques Mm-hmm. incorporating uh, very advanced sound technologies. And I do different kinds of guided meditations incorporating these uh, sophisticated sound technologies. It's like binaural, binaural or solfeggio type yes, stuff? Yes, binaural okay. beats are used called uh, hemisync. Mm-hmm. And we also use monaural beats that we call uh, SAM. Okay. So there's different kinds of technology, but... And then I lead you through these experiences while you're in, and this is what's important and makes it unique. You're not on the floor with 30 other people. You're in your own isolation chamber, and I'm guiding you through these experiences. Mm -hmm. And then everybody has an opportunity to have their own experience, Mm -hmm. and then you decide what's real for you. I don't, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not a member of any religion or anything. I don't try to frame your experience. Mm-hmm. I, it's an open-ended, but that's what makes it so unique and powerful. And, any, of course, it's individual teaching because of the small number of people. Does anybody, uh, and I'm, I'm not asking this to be you know, clever or bust your chops, but does anybody ever like freak out because if they're by themselves and it's in the dark and all of that stuff, then they're like, wow, you know, it's too much for them? Or is it, uh, you know, talk to us about that a little bit. I, I can't recall anybody freaking out, as <laughs> that would say, but, but I've, I'm sure there are people that, like I tell people, over a period of six days, this is intense stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I always what, tell people... <laughs> It's intense, and I tell them they can step aside. I've had people that that step aside yeah. and don't do the technique and take a you know a few hours off. Let's right. put it that way. That happens. Okay. All right. Let's talk. Go ahead. But I'm I've sorry. never had anybody actually freak out on me. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to ask that. No, because, I could you know, see where that was. Some people sitting in a chamber in the dark all day. Some now. some people might not be you know. That's comfortable with it. But anyhow, Higher Self Now, Accelerating Your Spiritual Evolution. Tell us about, what is this book about? What, what do you want the reader to get out of it? The, the whole purpose of the book was to, number one, to demystify the subject of spirituality. Okay. And I wanted to present it in a, 
in a way that everybody could understand. And I wanted to clearly project and teach people that we're multidimensional beings and that death is not the end. And that when you die, you're shifting your consciousness inwardly into this multidimensional universe. And I wanted to teach them not only how to be an effective person when they, when they do make the transition of consciousness that we call death. There is no death. People just, they, your entire state of consciousness transfers. And what actually happens at death is that people are transferring their consciousness from the outer body, the physical, to a less dense part of themselves that already pre-exists. And then they are often, and I wanted to guide them through this multi-dimensional continuum so they're not clueless. Most people at death are clueless. Right. I mean, they're, or, or let's afraid. face it, the average person doesn't know where they come from before mm-hmm. they're born. They don't know who they are and they don't know where they're going. And yet they've reached all these conclusions that are man-made. I wanted to show through experience, this is what's going to happen. And this is what you can do to um, enhance and accelerate your development and your spiritual evolution through our multidimensional continuum. Okay. Um, Okay, Guys Guys Radio, this is your host, Robert Manny. I'm with William Bullman. We're talking about uh, some of his books. One of them is called Higher Self Now, Accelerating Your Spiritual Evolution. We're also talking about out-of-body experiences. Now, the second part of the book, Higher Self Now, is about uh, death and the afterlife and kind of managing that process. So let me ask you a loaded question, because if I was a listener, I'd ask this. How do you, you, what makes you so sure about what happens in the afterlife? uh, and, And tell us about what happens in the afterlife. Okay, number one, I've experienced it. What people call the afterlife is a non-physical dimension existing all up next to us, all around us. It's, it's not up or down. It's here. It's now. It's, it's many times less dense and existing at a higher vibration. That's what the afterlife actually is. What I, what I try to convey is how to be an effective explorer I know these things from 45 years and thousands of -of out-of-body experience. I've talked to my dead mother. I've talked to my dead relatives. I've explored non-physical realities in full consciousness over this 45-year period. I and that's what I try to convey to people. Now, I'm not saying I know it all or anything like that, but I know what I've experienced, and I know that there's consensus realities that are created by collective thought. What people call heaven is Mm -hmm. actually a consensus reality created by a collective of individuals who believe essentially the same kind of things. Mm -hmm. So they join together to create a reality, and there's non-consensus realities, and there's voids, there's different kinds of realities. So when people die, they actually go to a reality that's been created by others of like mind. Mm-hmm. And that's what and then they call it heaven. And or, it's, or not, I guess. Or I, not, I guess depending you, on your, yeah, yeah. where you go. So if but you thought, everybody, to, go, ahead, I, go ahead. What I tr- my intent was to guide people to, to train them so they can effectively navigate thought-responsive realities. And that's what we're talking about here. Immensely thought-responsive realities. And they need to be navigated with skill and knowledge. And that's what's important here. And that's what I, to the best of my ability, I tried to convey. Let me toss out a couple of examples, William. And uh, thank you for that. Very good answer. Um, 
somebody passes and it sounds like the reality that they have in their mind, that's what they're going to create when they pass. So if they think you're going to be underground in a coffin and that's it, they'll probably end up there until, from my understanding, from talking to a lot of other uh, spiritual folks, that you know, at a certain point, they'll be kind of prodded a little bit, like you can come out of there, you can come to the light now, but it's, it's up to them that they have to kind of make, make that move. Otherwise, they're going to stay with what their idea was. So that's number one. So what's your thoughts on that? Well, the, from what I have seen, mm-hmm. the, that can definitely happen. If you believe there's nothing else, then you can lock yourself into that type of space. But typically people do believe there is an afterlife or heaven, depending on the religion. Mm-hmm. And what I have found is people are met by their loved ones at the moment of death. Uh, it's generally one or two people will literally greet them. And this is confirmed by uh, thousands and thousands of experiences that are researched by near-death experimenters like uh, Dr. Raymond Moody and others. In other words, what I have found is that people are typically met by their loved ones and they're escorted to a consensus reality where they currently reside. In other words, where the where the loved ones, or whoever it may be, and I'm talking about close, strangers don't mm-hmm. approach strangers. Mm-hmm. It's people that know one another well. And they, and of course, immediately people think they're in heaven because they've entered this beautiful reality. It's often, it doesn't, it can be mundane. It, each reality is different. Right. But it's so much better than the earth. There's no sickness, there's no death, there's no disease, there's no wars. So no wonder mm-hmm. they call it heaven. But that's that's the typical scenario that I've observed. Well, let, let me ask you this, William. Um, if time is a third dimensional kind of, you know, the continuum of time, past, present, future, and that doesn't exist really in, uh, you know, when we get beyond that, could you then be met by your living child when you die? Yes, because no one is physical. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one thing we have to begin to. We are non-physical. We are a non-physical species. We're non-physical beings. Mm-hmm. We're when we have far more capabilities than we perceive at the moment in this limited body mm-hmm. and our limited perceptional uh, capabilities. There is no limit to what and how things can manifest because there's no linear time. One of the things I noticed very quickly back even in the 70s, was that time does not exist as we, we perceive it. Mm-hmm. We look at every a, a, a series of events, a lineage of events, and that's not the way the universe works. You know, the question comes up is, what is time to an immortal? And we're all immortals. Mm-hmm. So all we have to learn, that's what I mean about becoming knowledgeable right. about the reality you're entering so that you can effectively navigate it because you have to learn, you know, there's no gravity in the afterlife. There's, there's no air in the afterlife. You don't have biological uh, eyes and ears mm-hmm. and vocal cords. Everything changes. You have to learn how to perceive and function in a whole new way. This is one of the great advantages of out-of-body experiences. It gives you that ability through repeated experiences to mm-hmm. learn what your capabilities are and how to function. But okay. you have to re- remember that everything changes as far as there, the, the laws of what we would perceive physics are right. totally erased. Mm-hmm. 
And we have to learn how to function in this new kind of reality, which is, by the way, our home. This is our true home. Okay. Because no one, everyone, there are visitors here in the physical. All right. Let me ask you this. So um, let me ask you about timelines, if you don't mind, because um, it, I think it ties into what we're talking about. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, and it's happened to me twice. I had not, I had misplaced or lost my keys and uh, I looked everywhere. I went through my condo three or four times. And then I went out, I came back and went out again, came back. And then the keys were sitting right in the middle of a table. Second example is, uh, this just happened to me yesterday. I had a, a bag full of, uh, something mundane shoelaces. And I looked around for it and I, I, I don't know where the heck it was. And I went all over the place. I went through my condo twice because I had to get something that was in that bag. Anyhow, I came back to my closet and it was sitting literally right in front of me. There's no way I missed it. I could have missed it. Is this a timeline? Do we have timeline issues where things kind of jump from different timelines of what outcomes could be? What, how do you explain that type of uh, activity? I think that's the nature of the multidimensional universe, actually. I've had the same thing happen to me. It's just like when you forget time, and suddenly, mm-hmm. uh, time, we're so obsessed with this concept of this time is like a rigid creation. It is not, because it doesn't really exist. And yes, I think things can appear and dis- I have it happen in my life where things just are, are they're missed and then they, they, find, they find them somewhere else. But that's just a, a, a really kind of minor um, observation of this whole concept, we have to remember that we this is a multi-dimensional universe mm-hmm. and that it's constantly in flux mm-hmm. and thoughts are manipulating. The substructure, when people leave their body, they're entering essentially the substructure of matter, most people. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, which sounds a little crazy and wild, but some people have the ability to actually alter physical reality from the right. non-physical mm-hmm. because when you leave your body you're interacting from with the substructure which is exactly what happens when there's poltergeist activity for instance these are poltergeists are nothing more than people who are lowering their vibration from what many people perceive as the etheric reality and for a short period of time they have the ability to interact and let's just say affect on some minor degree physical reality so this also happens because it's a multi-dimensional universe it's in flux and by altering your vibrational rate you can influence different dimensional spaces got it okay um our special guest on guys guys radio is william bullman he's written this a bunch of fantastic books but the one we're talking about right now is called higher self now accelerating your spiritual evolution and it's in this life and it's in the afterlife also let me ask you this william um about time again um i had a situation happened and uh, forgive me for personal uh, experience here but i had a very stiff neck and a very sore back and i went to bed one night and i was i had been doing you know your outer body thing and i woke up the next day and there was nothing it was completely gone my body felt completely different. My neck was perfect. My back was perfect. And time, I kept checking my watch, and it still, to this day, has slowed down dramatically. 
everything's going slower now for me. Before I was thinking, oh my God, things are going so fast. As you get older, you see, seem to think like, wow, the year went by so fast. It's already August or whatever. Right. I found that the opposite has happened. Now everything has slowed down. It depends on your perception of time, um, mm -hmm. definitely. Okay. One of the things that happened to people is that most people realize that, he, that illness is, comes from within. It's right. not just, it just doesn't, doesn't manifest. Cancers just don't pop up. Right. They're an energy disturbance or a block in the non-physical body. And it slowly manifests in the physical body. And people actually can go inside, not just throughout a body, but also through yoga and other ways of going inward. And they have the ability to adjust their energy body. And it, when you adjust your inner body, you're, you will, of course, influence the outer body, which is the physical. People actually heal themselves and adjust. In other words, they're, they're adjusting the substructure of their physical body so that healing can occur rapidly in the external world of the body. And is this that, is done. Is that, is that through intention, William? Or yes, in, through intention. Okay, absolutely. So, but, is, but is it, it a higher self-intention? as well. Okay, I'm sorry I interrupted, but is it is it like, for instance, when my situation, I didn't put the intention like, I'm going to heal myself while I go to sleep, but I woke up completely healed. Right. In other words, but your subconscious mind during your, that, whatever, mm -hmm. that experience was stay, saying to you, I've had that happen to me many times. Okay. My, your subconscious mind is saying, oh, my back hurts. I wish I could get this healed. You don't have to be self-directing it consciously. Your subconscious mind is far more powerful right. than our conscious mind. Okay. And when you enter into altered states or out-of-body experiences, you're entering into the substructure of matter, and you can influence that very quickly by the way that you're, by just affirmations. That's what I teach people to do. If you want to heal yourself during an OBE, open yourself for healing. Mm -hmm. I am a channel for healing flowing mm -hmm. through me. Got it. You don't even have to be specific. You don't have to. You don't have to micromanage the universe. You open yourself up for healing. Mm -hmm. You're in a deep altered state. You're experiencing the substructure of your body by being out of body. You're, which is highly. So you're closer to the cause of the physical problem, mm -hmm. and you just demand healing of yourself or others. Okay. And when it can happen. As right. long as you're open to this mm -hmm. shift of consciousness, it can happen. What if you had, um, and should people be careful about this, if you start self-directing yourself this way and you go out and you have a couple of drinks at dinner or something, is that okay that you have alcohol or whatever into your, in your body when you go to sleep and then you go into an OBE? Is that, is that opening up any trap doors or anything? No, I don't feel that way at all. Number one, okay. um, if you, any kind of excess, you probably won't have an out-of-body experience. Alcohol is a, a depressant. Right. So I never recommend any kind of drugs or mm -hmm. alcohol sure. is especially a deterrent because you OBEs are highly energetic. And the last thing you want to do is dampen your energy field. And that's why alcohol is never a good thing to do it because then you won't have the experience right. at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But remember, like I said, like attracts like. Got it. That's why uh, if your subconscious mind will take over and give you what you need. And it will happen actually quite quickly. It's quite miraculous, actually. 
Uh, that's what's so wonderful about this. Uh, you don't have to be the pawn of other people's beliefs anymore because you can discover the answers for yourself, mm-hmm. which is incredibly important, I feel. Most people just regurgitate the beliefs of others throughout their entire life because they've never I had agree. their own profound experiences. Right, right. So they have to depend on the beliefs of others. Right. You're, you're a pawn of others. Mm-hmm. If you're nothing more than a follower of others, you don't know what that person was and how they, what they did. I'm talking about even religions. Got it. I feel strongly that we have to be self-empowered to have our own, own profound experiences and then reach our own conclusions. That's transformational. Okay. Uh, guys, Guys Radio, Robert Manning, your host, our special guest, William Bullman. The book we're discussing primarily is Higher Self Now, Accelerating Your Spiritual Evolution. Uh, Another question, and it's kind of random, so forgive me, but a lot of times when people see a dead relative or a friend who's passed, um, they'll see them in their finest hour. For instance, my dad died last year, and he came to me, and he was in a suit. He looked fantastic, and uh, invariably, he never said anything, and I've had other people who have passed show up in my dreams, and they don't say anything. So one question one is, why don't they ever say anything? And number two is, when I uh, had a couple of uh, shows I was doing and people uh, kind of pulled in, my dad or other people who I knew who came through, they were like 90% of exactly how they were, but there was a little bit of a difference. And I'm, I'm, my question is, when somebody passes over and they become part of a bigger energy source, if you will, does that get aggregated then? So you're dealing with not just the person you know in this three-dimensional life that you share together, but is that now entity uh, part of a bigger pool of energy where it may be all of their past lives, et cetera, et cetera? I'm sorry, I threw a lot at you there. No, I understand what you mean. Yes, typically what I've experienced, I'll use my mother as an example. My mother died when she was in her 70s and she was overweight. But yet when I saw her in the non-physical world, she looked like she was about 28 years old and Mm -hmm. radiantly, I mean, in her ideal. Right. Um, Now, everybody's different in that regard. But this is how I'm sure it works. Our subconscious mind molds our non, we have to remember when we leave our body or death, we're entering a very thought responsive realm, very thought responsive. And our subconscious mind will mold the energy body that we have at that given point. And most people, it depends on the individual, but most people will self-identify with their ideal state. My uncle was the same way. He, he died, he was uh, quite old, but when I saw him, he was in his prime, which is fascinating. What did he tell he, you? He, he called me Willie. That's why one of the things I knew it was him. He's the only guy on the planet that called me Willie. Got it. Okay. And um, in my first book, I talk about the me. My first book is Adventures Beyond the Body. And I talk about my first 20 years of out-of-body exploration from a journal standpoint. And I share the stories that I did exactly as they occurred, meeting my uh, dead uncle and my mother and others. And they're always younger. How about this? Um, okay, let's get back to the process. So somebody passes over. They get met by two positive influences or friends or family or whatever in their life. They go to a place where that would be kind of their their definition of what, quote-unquote, heaven would be. Then, then what happens? 
then they assimilate very quickly into that reality and become one with it. Um, I, I describe this process in Adventures in the Afterlife very clearly about the assimilation that occurs, and it occurs very quickly because you have to learn how to function in this new reality. But it, often people will go into a rest period for a, a little memory. There's no time. Mm-hmm. So we can't think in those terms anymore. And then after that, they assimilate and become one with that reality. And most of these realities are very highly creative. There's a lot of people studying creative arts. There's a lot of people studying music, uh, the arts, all kinds of arts. People pursue often what they they never had time for in the physical. I see a lot of that when I've left my body, where people are in artist studios, for lack of a better word. That's how it appeared to me. Got it. And they're learning the skills that they always wanted to learn. And they have this opportunity to do so. All kinds of mediums. Uh, not, not in the same way that we would do, because you don't have a paintbrush, but you're using right. your mind to paint. You're using your mind to create music. Got it. And that's, there's a... There's a lot of that type of, um, let's just say, self-development going on. It's not a stagnant environment at all. Like many people think people are just sitting around. That's Mm -hmm. not it at all. The afterlife is a very busy, busy place. Just the greeters need it. You know, there's a half a million people die every year. I mean, every day on Earth. You need millions of greeters just to assist people making the transition from the physical to the non-physical. Look at the babies that die that need attention. All right. Last question for you, because we're running out of time, and I want to continue this, so I hope you'll hope you'll come back, because I can keep going and going and going with you, because this is fascinating, and I, hopefully our audience is digging it. Uh, William Bullman, fascinating work. Um, you have so many different books. So this one is Higher Self Now, Accelerating Your Spiritual Evolution. The other book I have here is Adventures Beyond the Body, How to Experience an Out-of-Body out of Travel. You also have a new one called Beyond the Astral. Tell us where people can find out more about you, your classes, and your work. Okay, my, my website is astralinfo.org. Uh, and everything that's needed is there. There's also a lot of free information um, about how, matter of fact, I include, I believe I have 30 techniques right on my website on how to self-initiate out-of-body yes. experiences. So there's a lot of information there. It's also about my workshops at the Monroe Institute. So that's a, that's a good starting point to uh, explore what's available. Got it. Okay. William, uh, it's, it's been fascinating. I'm looking forward. I'm going to take your uh, six-day course when I can. I'm in the process of moving, but I definitely am going to do that. And I, I want to thank you for coming on Guys Guys Radio. I think what you're doing is great work. It's, it's fascinating. It's beyond interesting. It's fascinating. And I hope you'll come back. Robert Manny's The Guys Guys Guide to Love is a fast-paced tale of flawed men and savvy women competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city where they play for keeps. It's the men's successor to Sex in the City. The Guys Guys Guide to Love is a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stakes world of Madison Avenue. Available now on Amazon and wherever books are sold.
Wow, that was some wild stuff with William Bowman. His books, again, Adventures Beyond the Body, How to Experience Out-of-Body Travel, and Higher Self Now, Accelerating Your Spiritual Evolution. And we also talked about kind of crossing over uh, when we pass. Really fascinating stuff. So what did we learn? Well, we learned that there's a lot more to consider that's out there than we usually think about in our day-to-day lives. And uh, it sounds like that we can have these out-of-body experiences and travel safely in multidimensional ways um, and then get back into our body uh, before we wake up in the morning. So uh, things to consider. I'm not going to advocate that you do this, and if you do this, you might want to do it with, uh, you know, take a class in it or maybe see if you can sign up for one of William's uh, seminars and workshops because you want to have some guidance on the stuff. You want to just goof around with it. The, the point is you got to you got to be mindful and you got to ground yourself and you got to do it the right way. So let's uh, stay safe out there. So Guys Guys Radio, um, again, we're on Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, usually they replay the show at Sunday at 2 p.m. So if you're driving around in your car, you're going down the 5, the 405, the 805, wherever in Southern California, uh, 102.3, 106.5 FM, 1050 AM. We're also all over the internet if you want to download or stream the shows for free. We've done over 375 shows now. Um, iHeart, Spotify, iTunes, slash Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, CastBox. You can catch us on KCAA.com. You can stream it there or even my website, RobertManny.com, M-A-N-N-I. It all started with my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, about two guys in advertising in New York City competing for love, sex, power, and money. The book is available anywhere, Amazon, uh, or wherever you buy your books. Um, It's a novel, and it's the source material for the whole Guy's Guy's movement. My blog is at robertmanni.com. If you want to support our show, I would suggest you rate review or subscribe at at iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. And I'm really appreciative of uh, all the support we've got in the show and our audience keeps growing. The folks at KCAA are taking care of us. The folks around, all around, are giving us such positive uh, feedback and reviews. We're getting great guests and a lot more to come. And I can't wait to get to Southern California. Guys, guys, radio. And like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first.